0: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill,
1: the muscle memory starts to develop.
0: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW, group Void. are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken show on demand on the iHeart Radio app. We're on the radio from one until four after four o'clock. Uh, you can listen to the John and Ken podcast. John and Ken on demand. It's posted on the iHeart app after four. And as you uh, probably heard in the news Uh, Ford Motor Company is uh, going to be putting AM radios in their 2024 models. They had announced that in some models there would be no AM radio. They did it because of pressure from the uh, federal government over the uh, emergency uh, broadcast system and AM radio's role in promoting emergencies. And uh, I just got word that uh, KFI is changing its format to all emergency radio. In about an hour. we just
2: played the emergency broadcast signal test yeah. there. So yeah. I guess we're getting ready for the switchover. It's yes. like you know, you yes. play a song over and over again and
1: you gonna change formats. You and I are gonna sit here every day for three hours and just broadcast emergencies.
2: Remember Station did that years ago and they kept playing La Bamba. Da, 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 Bamba da, da. They played it for twenty four hours. Is that right? Until well, yeah, until well, they changed format. Well, well we're and that can be a very irritating song after you have to hear it twice. So <laughs> We're Imagine going-
1: tuning in; it just keeps playing out a loop. Yeah, no, that song. I, I hated that song. You did hate <laughs> that. It's not. A big I remember fan. being a disc jockey playing and I was like, "Yes, jeez." Oh,
2: uh, uh, no, uh, yeah. Uh, the moist line. I was to remind you, it's coming back in three days. So you know, we're equipped to take your calls. We're a very modern AM station. Uh, we have an app. We have a phone. <laughs> we have a phone and an app, the iHeartRadio app. But if that's down and you can't leave the message using the microphone icon, that's John's right. Call the phone number. 1877 Moist 86 664 7886. All right, we move to the very safe train transportation system in the county of Los Angeles run by Metro. And we have a story of another attack. We're going to start with ABC News reporter Sophie Flay reporting on a woman who did not want to be identified, saying she was attacked on a metro train in Long Beach
3: this 53 year old woman says she was attacked and punched in the face on a metro train by another passenger I thought I was gonna die she did not feel comfortable sharing her name due to safety concerns the victim says she boarded the train with her friend at the downtown Long Beach station around 5 p.m. Wednesday the victim says this man was sitting behind them then two women got on the train with the dog one with a colorful head wrap and one in a yellow shirt they were walking up and down the aisles with their dog and my friend he um he was afraid that one of them would fall so he stretched out his hand and tried to help the woman in case she fell and i told him that that did not look good it's like take your hand off because you're a man she's a woman don't do that and all of a sudden The man right behind me started screaming you asian woman you don't tell him you know say anything to him the victim says they began to argue catching the attention of the woman in the yellow shirt the victim says that woman then jumped in using racial slurs aimed at her she came toward me and my friend was close by but Basically, I tried to get out of her way, and she started punching me. And then I fell backward, and then she kept punching right here. And then I was like, try to block, and luckily my friend finally blocked her. An eyewitness on the train, Twyla Mahone, did not want to share her face on camera, but told us the victim was on the phone with police while trying to get the conductor to stop the train for 11 minutes.
4: It was a brutal attack. It was a very, very brutal attack that should have never happened.
3: According to Mahone, the train finally stopped at the Artesia station. The victim says the man who first heckled her intentionally knocked her phone out of her hand, shattering it. All suspects fled the scene before police arrived. A statement from the Long Beach Police Department said in part, suspect information and the motive for the battery is under investigation. At this time, there is no information to indicate this is a hate or bias motivated incident. The investigation is ongoing. The victim says she doesn't take the train every day, but she says after this attack, she may never take a metro train again. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Never take a metro train again. And this is for everybody. You'll all live a little bit longer.
2: It's kind of an odd story, as she explained it, too, right? A woman gets on the train with a couple of dogs, and my friend was afraid she was going to fall. So I reached out and touched her and said, you shouldn't do that. And then, what, chaos broke loose? I, I, well, it's crazy, people. I know. It I is, mean, half yes. the passengers are nuts, too. And this is in the afternoon. Yeah, this isn't like it was 2 in the morning or something like this. Yeah, well, uh, so this led... Uh, Janice Hahn to emerge. I guess this is part oh, of her supervisorial district. Oh, Jesus. Uh, LA County Supervisor Janice Hahn
3: God. at
2: yesterday's uh, uh, meeting of the LA County Board of Supervisors was demanding that um, we got some of the audio. Where were the safety ambassadors? Let's listen to cut number two.
3: First thing I am asking for is a full investigation. Okay. We're spending a lot of money for a lot of layers of security on our system. 175 million dollars we mm-hmm. spend for law enforcement. Then on top of that, we have 275 people that are just LA Metro security team. And then on top of that, We just hired 300 ambassadors. So the first thing I want to find out is where was everybody when that attack happened? This one really um, hit hard because I'm wondering where everybody was that we hired. I'm surprised, you know, that, um, you know, people are even still riding the system. It, It is not appearing to be safe.
1: Just now? (laughs) <laughs> this has been going on for so many years. years. Yeah. Oh, why is she it really
2: ticked up during the pandemic? Because that's all that was left on the train were the homeless and the criminals.
1: Why is she agitated today about, I mean, we had one poor guy. He was set fire twice. Yeah. By a vagrant. I didn't remember Janice Hahn saying anything about that. And also wait, remember, remember that, that, mon- that video montage, Steve Gregory, I think broke the story. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Of all the people getting beaten and stabbed and shot at on on security camera. She didn't say anything.
2: Now, the story is that a lot of the police don't actually ride the trains. They stay in their vehicles. And if there's a call, then they come to investigate. (laughs) But the ambassadors, I thought, were supposed to be on the trains. Now, (laughs) 300 (laughs) of them. I don't know whether three hundred of them don't all work at once. What's the ambassador going to do? I don't know. Somebody <laughs> there, tried to call the train you, conductor. You no, heard that and he wouldn't stop the train for eleven minutes.
1: How, how, yeah, how does how does that work? How do you contact the, uh, the the train conductor?
2: I is there some trains have phones that you pick up? Did yeah, I know, but emergency if, phones if, or if, something. If there's some, I, don't know, I, I haven't
1: been on the. Um, it's the blue line, but it's not called the A line. But if there's somebody who's jumped you and is pummeling you. You can't get on the phone. I mean, years ago. Well, I think after it happened, she tried
2: to get them to stop the train so they could take some action against the, because uh, I guess they jumped off when the train stopped.
1: Well, they, uh, remember the old-fashioned trains? I, I saw this in the movies. But well, the, there the would cords. be a cord. You could pull the cord. Yeah, the whole cord, thing yeah. would stop dead. I don't know if no. that was real or not. It's the emergency break, yeah. The emergency break, yeah. You can just do that as a prank and I and think pull they the had thing. those in
2: the subways in New York, too. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't get this. She just noticed now that it's a hellhole? Uh, to get on those trains and what is it what are what are the ambassadors supposed to do i, I keep asking this if you don't have a observe weapon, and report uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have a weapon you're just a, another passenger uh you can get they don't want to get stabbed and beaten or shot and and what's why aren't the cops in the trains themselves What's the point of having them in a patrol car outside the station?
2: Right. They can only respond to incidents. They can't prevent anything if if they're not there to be seen.
1: If you get assaulted between stops and it's 11 minutes before the uh, conductor acknowledges what's going on, you're you're a sitting duck. You're going to get killed.
2: New York's Ah. not the safest place, but I was just there a couple of weeks ago, and they're all—they're not on the subways, but they're in the subway stations, walking around. There are cops everywhere, particularly in the busier
1: stations. And the stops are frequent in New York. They are right, right. All right. When
2: we come back, a follow-up story to this comes from uh, KTLA, Channel Five, asking women, "Do you feel safe on the Metro system?" We'll (laughs) talk about that and play that story. Johnny Ken KFIAM six forty. We're live everywhere. The iHeart Radio app.
1: You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640.
2: a lot of, as we told you, a lot of news of crazy people today. This is a different quick story here. Apparently on a Frontier Airlines flight over the weekend, a belligerent woman was asked to leave the plane. On her way off the plane, she grabbed the intercom phone and beat the flight attendant with it. That's a new one. You know, the ones at the front of the plane that they used to give you those boring instructions that they
1: read from their... (laughs) I've had that urge while they're droning on with their silly instructions. It's like, (laughs) I'm going to grab that thing and beat you Please extinguish all smoking materials.
2: (laughs) All right, so we're talking about safety on the metro system of Los Angeles County. That's the trains and buses. They claim that the buses, John, are a little better, but the trains have really
1: gotten... This is where the stabbings have happened. I see the people... Flying by on the buses in the morning. I'm not going on those buses. Well, they said uh, I've seen it's a little calmer down. there. When
2: yeah, you're I underground guess. on these trains, there's more anonymity. There's more chance to... Uh, yeah. Even if you're not underground, the trains is swiftly moving by. It's tougher for uh, people to see much of what's going on there. So, uh, like you, you see the people on the buses. You see some guy up there with a cane smashing people. You'd right. be like, hey. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Just underground,
1: laughing.
2: though? Mm. Uh, so, here's a report from Channel 5, KTLA reporter... Anna Rose Ramos, and it's about women in Metro.
0: It's 8.30 in the morning, and Morgan de los Reyes is on her way to work. She rides the Metro daily from downtown Los Angeles to USC, where she's a scientist. What station are we at? We are at Pershing Square. What are you seeing every day? Uh um, just people sleeping like they have nowhere else to go. I see a lot of people using all sorts of different drugs, um, a lot of weed. Someone happened to have a lighter on them for other purposes, but he took that lighter and just lit the guy's backpack strap on fire while the other guy was asleep. And you were on the same train? Yeah. We ride along with her on her morning commute. Part of it is on the red line. I've seen some some stuff on the chairs. What have you seen on the chairs? I mean...
3: Liquid, liquid, and blood. Blood.
0: Over at MacArthur Park Station, music is being played on the platforms, part of a Metro pilot program to reduce crime and drive away the unhoused.
4: We, we have it one knife. Push, push, push.
0: Inside the station, we meet Reyna Jimenez, who tells us about witnessing a violent attack involving a knife on a recent train ride. Do you feel safe? No. No.
3: I keep my eye out when I see other women on the train because it's really not a safe place for women
0: to be. A recent survey polling over 12,000 riders showed a drop in female ridership on both buses and trains. Metro found safety was a top concern among those polled, followed closely by cleanliness and homelessness. God. In March, the L.A. Metro launched what? an ambassador program with nearly 300 uh, ambassadors. ambassadors, whose job is to provide safety and support <laughs> to riders. they will like, wave to you and say, like, have a safe trip, um, but that's kind of all that I've really seen them In February, Metro says there were three people raped on their transit system, and there were 39 instances of aggravated assault, both significant increases from the year before. And he bit me right here. In December, Carol Bowman was attacked near Compton at the DeLamo station while waiting for the train. And the man came right to me, was this close to my face, screaming at me, calling himself God. So then I came and sat here. (laughs) Like this, I was sitting here. I could hear it ripping. He bit me so hard, I could feel where every single t- tooth hit was on my head. Ever since, Carol says she's filled with anxiety on the train and would rather avoid them. She'll take the train. Morgan, she says she'll keep riding the metro and hope it gets better. And it's hope cheap, it gets it's better. convenient, And I just wish that I didn't have to carry pepper spray with me on my morning commute. And the LA Metro tells KTLA they are aware of these safety issues and proactively working on a plan to address them using a combination of resources, including those safety ambassadors, law enforcement, and homeless outreach to improve the conditions for their customers.
2: Thank you, Channel 5. That was great.
0: So I like the part of- about
2: finding blood and uh, the bodily fluids when she gets on the trains. <laughs> what?
1: We we had let's see let's review. It's a train with rapes and 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 all kinds of uh, assaults, aggravated assaults, and bodily fluid, and homeless people, and crazy people running up to you and biting you on the head. I and, well, I, and we have I, an update,
2: and it's very exciting news. Particularly, the El Segundo Times made it a big story today. John, they they're going to open up the regional connector. What is the regional connector? It's a two-mile line, which will eliminate your need to actually transfer to a bunch of trains. So I'm going to call this the homeless connector. The gold, the blue, and the expo lines, now known as the L, the A, and the E, you can transfer easily between all those lines. So, mm-hmm. for instance, you could ride from Azusa to Long Beach in two hours. it's oh, a long time. Or East LA <laughs> to Santa Monica in one hour and nine minutes. Ooh, how and the I... rides will be free for the opening. Wait a second. That's really slow. It, well, because they stop. There's a lot of stops on these lines. Well, why you really would you ride take the whole that? Line.
1: Well, it's just an example of uh, East LA to Santa Monica in an hour and nine minutes.
2: Yeah. You'd have to change trains, then take the connector oh. and probably wait through all the stops. I guess it takes that long. You could fly to San Francisco more quickly. You than could that. drive from downtown LA to Santa Monica in like 20 minutes, can't you? Yes. If there's not crazy traffic on the 10. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Nobody's going to take that. Two
2: years behind schedule, $335 million over budget. Yeah, we'll be, It's we'll a four-stop light corruption. rail.
1: That's which corruption. That is, that's just station. out now corruption. Wait, uh, East LA to Santa Monica, an hour and nine minutes. Whoa! That's practically the Concorde, isn't it?
2: So I guess rather than taking a bus to get to another train line, that's what this little regional connector is supposed to do. <laughs> gives you a little light nobody, rail system to nobody bring it to a normal
1: another. takes takes this
2: stuff it,
1: it's, it's it's well that's
2: why i said now the homeless can get on any it's, train it's, they'll just get on the connector and head for another city
1: it's freaks and criminals vagrants mental patients oh it says here it's critical
2: for the olympics in 2028 that's why they're spending all this money they want the city to have the state of the art rail system and uh, mass transit system for the
1: Olympics. What are they going to do? With, Eric Garcetti's Olympics. Where, what are they going to do with all the psychotics for the Olympics? Uh, well, well, they're Inside have Safe
2: to, is clearing that up, right? They're, Bassetti they're, has got that under control. We're except, taking the homeless except, into hotels everywhere. It's,
1: it, it's actually there. It, it, it's a real thing. Regardless of what she says, because she just views a lot of... Bull no. crap.
2: Most but, people would tell you it's not much different.
1: Right? No, it's it's the same. I mean, she's talking about a thousand people, maybe at a at a, over forty thousand, so that it's not noticeable unless there was an encampment removed from your specific neighborhood. So that's that's a load of crap. And All right. I I do. Right. I, 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 I mean, that is the most uh, unintentionally hysterical report I've heard in a long time. Now, the ambassadors. Well,
2: yeah, that's Metro's response. Uh. And by the way, they did this. They they want to rely more on ambassadors and actually <laughs> armed police officers. They want to cut back. Just like they want to close all and the jails. It, and it's
1: working so well. <laughs> what a raging success.
2: Alright, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeart Radio app.
1: It must have hit my head.
2: Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Ah ha! in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting
1: really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
3: i never win and tell
1: well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details you're listening to john and ken on demand from kfi am 640 John Cobelt and Ken Champeau are live well, from 1 to 4. After 4 o'clock, uh, it's the iHeart app, John and Ken On Demand podcast. Listen to what you missed. Now we will stop at 4
2: o'clock, but you can oh, certainly no, listen no, to no. the whole show if you want to again. That's what I'm saying. All
1: right, We go on
2: and on and on. That's that's the way it works with On Demand. In perpetuity. In perpetuity. Our guest next hour could be a game changer, John Cobelt. Mm. A game changer. His name is Austin Vander Hayden. He is the Municipal Affairs Liaison at the Goldwater Institute. Are you impressed? Anyway, what he's going to come on and talk about is what happened in Phoenix, Arizona, when a judge gave them permission to clean up what was one stinking, overwhelming, ridiculous homeless encampment. Do you remember, if you're a really big listener to the show, <clears throat> this is weeks or maybe a couple months ago, the New York Times did a story of this encampment. Remember that couple that ran the sandwich shop and yeah. what they had to put up with? Like the homeless woman that comes in and sits down and says, hey, give me this and give me that. They Remember call, that
1: story? Yeah, they called The
2: Zone. The Zone. Uh, so uh, he was—he uh, filed a friend of the court brief in support of the business and property owners. He's coming on the show. He did a, uh opinion column that was printed in the Orange County Register about a path forward for cleaning up California cities. And he does talk about that ruling about uh, Boise, the Ninth Circuit, U.S. Court of Decision, oh,
1: me- Martin versus City of Boise. Well, because because local officials have always lied about that court decision, they claimed forced them to allow homeless vagrants to live 24 hours a day on the streets. They they I I had a public fight with Mike Bonin about it because he was lying to people in his district at this uh, at this meeting, and I told him that's not that he was lying, it, because it doesn't say what they say it says. You can follow that. So the ninth, say what they say it says. Yes, the Ninth Circuit does not ban towns from cleaning up homeless encampments. It's very specific. And finally, a judge in Arizona agreed and said that's not what the Ninth Circuit decision says. And and the city of Phoenix is abandoning its responsibility to its citizens.
2: All right, so we'll talk about this just after the news at 3 o'clock with Oster Van Der Heiden. Austin, who knows a lot about this and can really help out. Maybe something like this can happen in California, uh, following the Phoenix model. Now we turn to the world of politics. And the answer may come in this Associated Press story about Diane Feinstein. He's brilliant. No, 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 no. Did I say that? Uh, all right. We'll try again, Eric. Okay. Wait for the actual cue when I say the solution, okay? Okay, so here's the deal. Here, let's set up the uh, the pickle, I guess, that Newsom's in. If Dianne Feinstein resigns from the Senate, Newsom gets to announce a replacement. If it happens this year, that person would serve until January of 2025, be quite a long tenure. The problem is he has announced already he is going to appoint a black woman to that seat. That was Kamala Harris's seat. Well, not her seat, but the other seat in the Senate was. So the response is, well, what about the three people running to replace Feinstein already? John's friend, of course, Adam Schiff. We have a congressman from the Bay Area, Barbara Lee. And we have that uh, idiot congresswoman from Orange County. What's her name again? Mrs. Potato Head. Katie Porter. Mrs. Potato Head. (laughs) So uh, Pelosi supports Schiff. She's concerned that if Newsom appoints Barbara Lee, you see, a black woman. Well, she'll have the inside track because that's how people vote in the primary next year. She'll see she's already in the Senate. They'll just say, oh, yeah, yeah, I vote for incumbents. Yeah, that's what I'll do. So that's the, <clears throat> the story of why Pelosi's daughter is trying to keep Feinstein up and finish her term, or at least until we get to a primary vote next year. Well, the Associated Press has floated a possible solution to all this. Now you can play it. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. Barack Obama? He is brilliant. Not Barack Obama, but that's who Oprah Winfrey's talking about, but it is Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) Oprah Winfrey is the senator? Correct. She could be (laughs) the interim replacement. Maybe she doesn't want to run, but if she gets the spot until there's an election next year, Uh she would be a black woman, satisfying Newsom, Uh and, right, she wouldn't Uh mess up with the three candidates who were already announced to running and giving Barbara Lee the inside advantage. You get all that? I see. So who
1: thought this up? Uh, it's being floated in what, what, democratic but, circles, I, but they bring up Oprah's name all the time that she should run for this, that, and the other thing. It doesn't occur to these bozos that most normal people don't want to become a politician. She did talk, I think years
2: ago about possibly running for something. Yeah. So I think she didn't help the story by putting out the possibility but that she, did she might want to get involved, but she did it. Oh no. And I think since she said that, politics has gotten so ugly i don't think she has any interest in uh
1: in doing. politics that. is every is is the opposite of everything that she tried to uh preach about on her show it's it's the the all it's it's evil and gross and dirty and these people are are are, are stupid and foul-mannered and
2: just yeah uh, she well, as you could see she was inspired by obama and there was oh, supposedly by the end of his terms the relationship cooled, did it not? I think it did, right? Between Oprah and the yeah. Obamas? There was well, something going on there.
1: yeah, Michelle was jealous, what I read. Oh, really? Because Barack and Oprah were talking a lot on the phone together and giggling, and they were becoming kind of close, and uh, Michelle really got agitated. I'm serious. Now, that's a story I read a couple times. Oh, the well, other actually, thing, Michelle Obama would be a good choice. But they don't live in California. She's, uh, yeah, but you you just have to move here for five minutes. Yeah.
2: uh, But she hated being in the White House. Oh, I know. I know. I heard she softened on that, but she hated it. She didn't (laughs) want Obama to run for president.
1: I shouldn't have said good choice. It's it's like one of those choices. Like Oprah, it's a celebrity. Everybody would get excited for a little while. But she, like Oprah, has no interest in politics because it's gross and disgusting. It is. Yeah, so but but remember, but, but the they lo- go
2: low we go high no oh, that that's what she was trying to with yeah. the trumps
1: <laughs> but uh, uh, the only initiative I remember her being attached to was forcing uh, vegetables on school kids and uh yeah,
2: she had the White House garden
1: yeah right? but 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 uh, she she was like mandating through um the federal government that everybody be served a certain amount of vegetables for their lunch meals and kids were dumping out the vegetables like millions of pounds of vegetables were running up in the uh, landfill and all right
2: now we move to the big reparations debate in california another thorny issue for governor dippity Doo. although as we learned last hour he's not around uh he's been replaced by a guy in a mask mm, If you want to know what that's about listen to the podcast one hour ago okay that is thank the, you the online claim there you go this is dr amos brown a civil rights activist a reverend of the third baptist church and he is also a senior member of not only the state California's Reparations Task Force, but the San Francisco Task Force. Listen to this.
4: Unfortunately, that evil group called the Ku Klux Klan in California was founded here in San Francisco. So San Francisco's hands are not clean. They have been complicit in this evil system. And all we are saying, let's just chill and pay your debt, your sin bill of enslavement, of discrimination, of intimidation of terrorizing Black people. This is not opinionated. This document that came from the labors of scholars, of social analysts. So we should just chill and reason, come together, think, and refrain from just emoting. The crime bill is so high, so astronomical, and all we did was to evaluate the harm and to state the case of what it might mean in terms of dollars and cents, When you look at it deeply, the horrors, the hellishness, and the harm that was done to African-Americans and their descendants. But if you can't pay all of that, say what you can pay. That's the point. But you cannot put a dollar sign on what has been done to black people. I repeat again, our sin bill in this nation has been so high because of the long years of doing nothing. The interest has grown.
1: The sin (laughs) bill? The sin bill. This guy was on the list. Go ahead. This guy was on the reparations committee.
2: Oh, he's the senior member. Both California and (laughs) San Francisco, both reparations
1: committees. (laughs) Where do these people come from? Uh, These are cartoon characters we're playing all afternoon. Uh, (laughs) What I was reminded of
2: was Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton used to always talk about, you know, paying up. That used to be kind of what they did sometimes, trying to collect money. And I saw an editorial the other day, which made a good point. Uh, back slavery even through the horrible times of the civil rights we moved into the 60s where we came up with all these social programs we spent trillions of dollars to help people who have been affected by poverty and many of them have been black people we spent trillions in social services
1: yeah i know i know i don't know
2: why we have to start making new payments on top of all that
1: because well we don't we don't Uh, that that, that's uh, since 1965 the modern era of welfare spending yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, cash welfare payments, and 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 scholarships, food stamps. I I, I mean the the list goes on endlessly. Yeah. All the subsidies that have passed. Where is everybody coming from?
2: Trillions I, have been paid. I think you're right. This will probably die a quiet
1: but death, particularly I, with this year's budget. And it'll the people, be pushed. The people in San Francisco aren't woke enough. They have to pay because the Klan started in San Francisco? I never heard of that, but let's assume it's true. They don't even have a tax base
2: left. So many people have but, left San Francisco. They're already in budgetary but problems. San
1: People in San Francisco have to be punished for racism, too? I <laughs> Well, he said that the
2: KKK in California was founded in San Francisco. That's what he claimed in there. Wait.
1: Slavery was abolished in the original California Constitution. It right, was, but apparently wasn't well, enforced. Yeah, I, well, okay, but that that's, that's local sheriffs making bad decisions 170 years ago. I moved to California, you know, 150 years later, and I'm supposed to pay money for what a local sheriff allowed in 1852? Or some tech guy moves in, you know, in the early 2000s, he makes a fortune, and now he's being billed? He just he just got here. What, what? Nobody living in current California had anything to do with this. Why don't you? Why don't you just? I don't know. Pick pick a few million people uh, f- from a foreign country and tell them th- that that they're liable for all the sins. They're just, people living right now in, in Europe or in Asia are just as guilty as we are. They didn't do anything, we didn't do anything. We weren't here, they weren't here. You just randomly picking us because we're here now?
2: All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app.
1: You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM six forty.
2: Coming up after three o'clock, you gotta listen to this interview. It could be the way out in California to clean up the homeless encampments. It's based on what happened in Phoenix. We'll talk about it with someone who knows all about that story and how it could apply here in the state of California to the homeless encampment problem. Well, maybe. Is Deborah Mark there? I'm here. Is it time to ban baseball, to end the game of baseball? What? Because for the second time in a week, a bird has bit the <gasps> dust. Oh. Did you see this video?
3: No, I did not.
2: The second inning, Cleveland Guardians against the Chicago White Sox in Cleveland on Monday night. A guy by the name of Will Brennan was up at the plate. He hits a little chopper to the left side of the infield. Apparently a bird was parked there. Whacked the bird. It didn't go well for the bird. Let's listen to a compilation of the White Sox and Guardian broadcast teams.
3: Went by what looked like some sort of deceased animal. A shortstop. Maybe not an animal that would be stretching it.
1: Base hit left field. Nice piece of hitting by Will Brennan. Didn't try to do too much. He took over oh, there and slapped it the other way. Get a, get a shot right at shortstop, guys. We got a bird that may have been hit by that possibly. the bird does not move it. Well, here comes the
2: shovel. Yeah.
3: Oh, that's terrible.
2: Do you want to ban baseball because no, we're killing birds?
3: I, I, no, I don't want to ban baseball, but that's... I mean, come on. Here comes
2: the shovel. We're the grounds crew right out there with the shovel to take the bird away.
4: Well, here comes the shovel. Yeah.
2: Kind of, well, he has to describe what's going on, Deborah. What's wrong yeah, with what saying I know,
3: there? I know, but...
2: I... It was too matter-of-fact. Well, here yeah, comes the shovel. It,
3: it's just... It, it.
2: Just move the carcass and let's get the game back. It's
3: the visual that that gave me I didn't like.
1: Did you hear the White Sox announcer, though, first? The first cut? Yeah. He's like, if you can even call it an animal. An animal, right.
2: Well, the difference is a lot of these happen when the bird's flying in the air and there's a pop fly or somebody throws a ball in the air. This bird was just lying there in the infield kind of hanging out in the grass.
0: So and sad. he got, he got nabbed
2: by the rolling grounder as a chop hit to the left side, and it, just, it went flying. Did you see? Uh, I, I did. It, see, it but flew
1: I, off to the well. Not, I don't it, know if I want to rub this in, it, it but yeah. I,
4: who wants to see that?
1: Play play the shovel line again. I... Well, here comes the shovel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's like two old-time <laughs> announcers. Here comes the shovel.
2: <laughs> it's very matter of well, fact.
1: The shovel's going to come for all of us.
2: <laughs> yeah, because we told you that uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks player, Zach Gillen, killed a bird with a warm-up pitch yeah. in Oakland on May
1: 17th, so well, that's I, only six days ago. I went to um, a Giants game a few weeks ago. They were playing the Mets. Yeah. My son and I went, and and those seagulls. Come swarming around about the seventh inning. Oh, because they know there's food. Yeah, I know. They're waiting for the crowd to. Oh,
2: they do this at football games too that I go to. Yeah, they, but they have. They know that the crowd's going to start to leave,
1: and there'll be debris to eat. But they have a, a timing mechanism in them because I do. I heard they show up at the seventh inning, and wouldn't you know, right at the top of the seventh.
2: Animals, when it comes to food, are programmed to respond. They have like a time clock, right? <laughs> Funny, I just found this out yesterday. There's a couple of cats that hang out in the street near me, but I don't see them very often. But mm. a couple of days in a row, I happen to walk by uh, right after the show, like 430. And they came running towards me and they never do that.
3: Oh, they're hungry.
2: Exactly. Yesterday, I got the answer. Some old woman crossed in front of my house, went down the corner with a bag full of food and they came running to her. Oh. Apparently, she feeds them. So that's what they were looking for. And they're showing up around the same time every day because they know that she's going to show up with uh-huh. treats. <laughs> right.
1: That's creature's future. (laughs) I mean,
2: hunger is a prime driving force. Yes. I'm
3: so glad that lady does that. I mean... That
2: bird could have been looking for, like, a piece of popcorn on the field or something. (laughs) Wow. you are calling for the shovel. (laughs) He's just hanging out there in the grass. All right, when we come back, our guest is a man by the name of Austin Vander Hayden, and he's going to tell us about uh, Phoenix, Arizona and how they got a huge, huge homeless encampment finally to be cleaned up. It's actually had a name called the zone. Uh, his organization filed a front of the court brief support supported business and property owners there. And he says you could apply the same type of legal logic to what's going on in California. Johnny, Ken KFI AM 640. Live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.